0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Welcome to the big week in the NFL, where we learn which players will actually make it to free agency. The franchise and the transition player tags are the deadline for that is Thursday at 4 p.m. And we've got more than a hunch that Jameis Winston may hit free agency. Shaq Barrett, maybe not so much in the Tampa Bay lightning Went to a fight in Boston and a hockey game broke out. Wow, did you see that one? Goodness, what a win over the Bruins on Saturday. But then, of course, they lost uh, in an overtime shootout to Detroit on Sunday after a very early arrival into the Motor City. We've got all that and more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Steve, it was was an interesting uh, weekend for the Lightning. We'll get to that here in just a minute, but... I wanted to start with, uh, you know, this is sort of what we've all been waiting for. Finally, on Thursday, we're going to have some clarity with at least uh, respect to the franchise players. And we have talked and in, in written, I've written about this before, um, you know, that the, the CBA is a big part of this. And uh, the collective bargaining agreement, this is the last year under the old CBA. And so there's certain rules that apply when you're in your last year of that. One of those is that you can have two tags. You can have a franchise player tag and a transition player tag. But get this: So the vote for that CBA, the new CBA, is going to be at 1159 pm on Thursday, okay? Well, that's the same day where seven or so hours earlier, at 4 pm, teams have to decide whether to designate a player, a franchise player or a transition player. Well, if they ratify the deal, they'll only have one tag. But if they don't, they have two. So they're going to go under the the guys that they're going to have both the transition and the franchise player tag. And then if they ratify the new deal, they may have to rescind one of those. So it's very confusing. There's a lot no, of implications.
0: You said they yeah. may have to
1: rescind. They don't know. Well, they don't know. Uh, they they're under the belief that they will. That's the talk. But there's still there's still no clarity here. Like there's there there are teams, including the Bucks that I've talked to, that. Are really waiting just to find out what what they can do, and I mean they know that they'll have two tags because they'll be operating at least on Thursday um, when they have to make these decisions. They'll be operating under the the last year of the of the um, of the collective bargaining agreement rules, which gives them two tags. But if they then pass the uh, the new CBA at some point, they're going to have to do away with one of those one of those tag players. Now, I don't think it's going to affect the Bucks, and 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 here's the thing. Um, what we're all concerned about, what fans want to know, is is what's going to happen to Jameis Winston, and I think we're getting closer to to knowing a few things. Um, it's it's pretty suspenseful, I'll say that, and um, I, I think uh, as I wrote in the Tampa Bay Times, a bigger question may be what will what would they do at quarterback without him, right? Because for all the world. There, the, the indications are that he will not be franchised. In fact, I don't think that he'll get a transition player tag either. I think Jameis Winston makes it to free agency. Now, we won't know that until March 16th. The new league year begins at 4 p.m., uh, actually on the 18th, but there's this, this period. There were three days the 16th, 17th, and then the 18th until 4 where you can actually reach agreements with players on contracts. And so, you know, if Jameis isn't franchised or given a transition tag on Thursday, that tells you he's going to go into free agency, which would tell you the Bucks are looking for a quarterback uh, in free agency. Now, you know, it's always possible that they could get back together. He could go out there and find out there's not much of a market as far as the starters market goes or the money he thought he was going to make just isn't there. Um, but but there's a lot of things kind of happening in and around this CBA um that's going to that's going to kind of kind of steer some of that um you know i'll say this about the decision while it's an organizational decision and you know the glazers obviously it's their team so they're going to have to sign off on whatever ultimately they do but bruce arians is making this call at quarterback um you know jason jason light will defer to him he'll he'll obviously have input Jason drafted Jameis Winston. That's not a small thing. Um, the Glazers really have wanted Jameis to be their quarterback, probably probably still want Jameis to be their quarterback. And like I said, it's possible he will be. Um, but I think, you know, it, it, at least if you go into free agency and you you allow him to enter free agency, then you have to be prepared to lose him. I mean, we know he's talented. We know at 26, we've talked about, you know, all the numbers and, you know, the different things that he did in terms of leading the league in passing yards and touchdowns. Uh, he had 33, which is the most um, that he has had in his career. But, you know, you, you can't get past the turnovers. And that, that's that been the thing, the combination of the turnovers and then how much money you have to pay him, right? If you franchise him, it's going to be close to $27 million. If he's a transition player, it's going to be close to $24, $25 million. So that's a lot of money when you have 19 free agents, a bunch of them on defense, and a bunch that you want back. And I just think that, you know, when you look at sort of what he did, and I wrote about this uh, on Tampa Bay.com, you know, not every interception was on him, clearly. Um, not every, you know, fumble was necessarily his fault because of the, the lack of protection and whatnot. But... He did He did the same thing so many times in a row, and it's kind of an outlier, but to have seven interceptions in the first three minutes of games, I mean, and Greg Allman wrote about this too, but by comparison, the rest of the league's quarterbacks combined for 10, right? The entire league. And even Jameis had not done this before. I think he'd only had one interception in the first three minutes of the game his four previous years. So that's kind of unusual to have that many pick sixes and that many um, you know, first series interceptions, but you know, even so, it's it still it's still cause for concern if you're Bruce Arians, and you know, he's already said that retaining Shaq Barrett is a priority. That Shaq's not going anywhere. I don't think they reach an agreement with Shaq. It, they could do it before Thursday, but I think that you know, part of the CBA is finding out what the salary cap will be next year, and. If they do this new agreement, it's going to be way higher um, than it would be otherwise, because they'll revert back to their you know last year of the CBA rules. Um, so the Bucks have a lot of money. I think they have you know about eighty million dollars to spend on on uh, under the salary cap, and that's the fourth most in the league. So they're okay there, and they do a lot of flat contracts anyway. But there's other rules that apply to contracts that. We won't get in the weeds with, but, but I think that all teams, including the Patriots, maybe especially the Patriots who don't have a lot of salary cap room can't really talk to Tom Brady about bringing them back yet until they know what the CBA is going to be. I mean, this is crimping a lot of teams in the league and we know that Brady is, is, you know, obviously somebody that's going to start a lot of dominoes to fall. So, you know, where, where does that leave the bucks? Um, they're not going to they can't franchise brady by by his contract that he signed. He's absolutely going to talk to other teams. His agent Donald Yee will be able to talk to other teams. Here's the thing, we know that there are only two free agents that we can we can kind of identify at quarterback, right? With Teddy Bridgewater in New Orleans. If you saw the Saints use the highest tender on, on Taysom Hill who's, you know, um it's about five million dollars will be back as a restricted free agent and of course they got drew Brees, so we know that teddy bridgewater is going to be a, a free agent the other guy we know is philip rivers now what we don't know is how much money those gentlemen want you know we don't know what their market's going to be are they going to be a couple teams will carolina or the chargers for example go after teddy bridgewater uh, will the colts um you know want uh, you know philip rivers a- and so Market sort of drives salary, right? So if Philip Rivers gets up there in the twenty-eight, you know, million-dollar range, twenty-six million, that may that may be a deal breaker. So money, and age, and talent all kind of wraps into one. But I absolutely am telling you, folks, that if Jameis becomes a free agent, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a guy they look at. Philip Rivers will be a guy they look at, and the number one guy I think that everybody's waiting to see, it's Tom Brady. You got to put him right in there. And if that's surprising, it shouldn't be, right? Because, Steve, you and I talked about it. I, I don't think there was a story, I think, over the weekend. Like, nobody knows. Like, if Tom, nobody really truly knows what Tom Brady wants to do.
0: Brady himself has said no one knows.
1: Yeah. And I believe him.
0: I believe, and you and I were talking about this before the podcast, I believe a lot of teams are interested in Brady. I believe a lot of teams have reached out to Donald Yee already,
1: mm-hmm.
0: even though it's not a legal tampering period or whatever else. We know but, all know it happens. Hey, yeah. here's our case. Here's here's why this could be a good fit for Brady. Keep us in mind. Absolutely. But I believe that Brady's folks have not said a word to anyone. Says, "Yeah, thanks." You know mm-hmm. that. You know we're keeping all options open. That's mm-hmm. we're not willing to. say in whether. They've discussed options, or whether they're just waiting to see what comes in. Come what March sixteenth, I think is when legal tampering can, then you can yep. be offered a contract officially. Or
1: you can you can negotiate, or negot- one. You can start, can, start negotiating, you can't sign one. it until right. the eighteenth. But you can damn sure you can damn sure reach an agreement
0: because you know, there's nothing that says Brady has to sign on March eighteenth.
1: No, huh?
0: Which probably won't can also throw a lot of teams out. You know for a loop. right I mean you know right if you're if you're you know let's say he, you know early on the it's, Tennessee clear, it's, Titans. it's three three or four teams that maybe that he's considering
1: yeah what if you're the Tennessee Titans and you you're sitting there and you're John Robinson and you go boy we'd love to have Brady Mike Vrabel, all of that okay but if I don't get him Ryan Tannehill is a free agent what if he signs with somebody else and then we don't get Brady mm-hmm. so how long can we wait
0: well and how long does New England wait
1: that too. I mean, Absolutely. you know, if Brady
0: doesn't sign before March 18th, do they just go ahead and sign another quarterback? And and because they can't be, you know, the, the worst thing that can happen is you could be left without a quarterback.
1: Right. Well, they got Stidham, but they don't. He's well, not quite ready to play. They like him, but I don't. I don't think they're going to play him as a starter. Yeah, I
0: don't year. think they envision him. You know, leading him to the playoffs next year.
1: No, no. So they have to cover themselves.
0: Because the other part of this is is in you know one of the reasons many people think that. Brady may leave New England as they just don't have the weapons. Right. If you don't have a quarterback, who you to, What weapons are you going to get?
1: Who's coming? Right. Mm-hmm. It really is a chicken and the egg thing, right? I mean, they have to have that talk with Brady once. Once they know what the CBA is, and once they know how much money they have, and mm-hmm. what their plan is. I know they've. they've you know, there was been reports. I think Tom Kern of NBC up there in Boston said that they they've had the discussion. Belichick and Brady want. You know one time at least they've just they've discussed it in the last few weeks and it didn't quote didn't go well i don't know what that means um but it was just more or less just football stuff and you know because they can't there's nothing to talk about like until the cba is passed until they know how much money they have until they know what tom wants to do until he can talk to other teams right or get a sense of how many teams are out there that he would want to discuss it with um it's really difficult for new england to to say anything like we're going to give you 30 million we're going to give you 40 million we're going to give you 20 million like um can we get all these other players in free agency they don't know they truly don't know and so it's a bunch of guys in an elevator not making eye contact right now you know what i mean it's just everyone's kind of going on the on the principle that you know well we'll find out sooner than later hopefully but I, but and i don't think it'll be a long thing i don't think it's going to be really protracted i i think that I, I still truly believe that Brady's more likely than not to stay in New England. I still think that if he doesn't, the Titans are probably, if I handicap this thing, probably the team that has the best chance um, for all the reasons. One, they're a good football team, made it to the championship game. Mike Vrabel run his own offense. It's a similar structure that that he's used to. Um, but they don't count the Bucks out. Like, don't think that the Bucs aren't trying to be in this because they absolutely are trying to be in this like that. And, and I've always said this about coaches with the Glazers. They're big game hunters. Well, the same will be true in this instance. I mean, if you think back a few years, remember when guys like Mike Glennon were the hot names in free agency at quarterback. I mean, we've never had as many as eight starting quarterbacks that are free agents here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. From the start of last year, it's incredible. And there probably won't be another year like this for many, many years to come. So if you're in the quarterback market um, and you think you can upgrade, this is the year to do it. I mean, this is absolutely the year to try to do it. Um, but there are ob- obviously going to be sort of a domino effect with all of this. But, yeah, I mean, Brady, I, I don't – and I know Don Yee, believe it or not. His first client was Charles McRae, if you remember that name. He was mm-hmm. a, a tackle at the University of Tennessee. He was a first-round pick by the Bucks. And that was Don Yee's first client. Um, And I go way back, you know, with him. But I haven't talked to him, you know, about Brady ever because I had no reason to. Um, Maybe he'll call me now. But it's just, it's not, you know, it's not something anyone could know. But, you know, guys, they've done done the work on them. And so if I had to handicap this thing, truly handicap it, Brady's the number one choice for the Bucs at quarterback, I believe. If they could get him with that, with those receivers, uh, maintain the defense. Look, where's the Super Bowl being played this next year? Tampa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so would it be that far fetched? You know, the NFC South, you have to beat Drew Brees and the Saints, but you know they haven't gotten there. And, well, and, you know, even
0: you forget the Super Bowl part. Yeah, it's been 12 seasons since they made the playoffs,
1: made the playoffs. And if you're the Glazers,
0: wouldn't you want a quarterback that's been to the playoffs for more than 12 straight years? Well, almost? I mean, yeah, there's an injury. The in there. Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, they're the anti Patriots. I mean, they're the franchise that did the opposite of what the Patriots have done. And and that part might give Brady some cause for pause. But, you know, if you think you there's a good football team that you can take there um, and you got a look, respected the, head coach. You have to. You, you, no, you know. I mean
0: Arians is. I mean he's a winner. Yeah, he's, no. he's been to the Super Bowl. He's he's coached mm-hmm. you know Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean you know that that's that's what you know that, to me that's the biggest selling point that the Bucks have.
1: I think it's the absolute one. Now people will say, well, he doesn't fit the offense. Listen, they're going to run Tom Brady. What Tom Brady does well. Okay, this is the one time where Bruce Arians can go. You know, I'm a down the field. You know, uh, all five eligible type guy. But believe me, they'll find a way to, for for Brady to function in this offense. And you're right. I mean, what? Let, what? For example, let's say you're Tom Brady and you don't know Bruce Arians that well, other than competing against him. You call Ben Roethlisberger. What is he going to say? You know, you call Peyton Manning. Call Carson what, Palmer. What is, what is he going to say? Carson Palmer. What is he going to say? You're going to find out that this is the one of the best guys to play for as a quarterback. Period. And so, you know, you're going to get all good reviews. We know that we know the receivers, the tight ends, all that, um, all that checks out. Could they, could they get a, improve the offensive line? They could. Uh, but again, it's more about a right tackle than it is any other position. The other guys are adequate. Now, you know, people have quibbled with Donovan Smith and, you know, how good is he and sure they move him and all that stuff. But the, the thing about Brady is, is how quickly he gets the ball out of his hands and, he's going to be doing that wherever he goes. He's still going to be the same quarterback, the quick-twitch guy. Um, his arm is still strong enough to throw it down the field when he wants to. Um, but he needs guys to get separation, and that's what he didn't have in New England. That won't be a problem in Tampa Bay. You know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, O.J. Howard, those guys can all get separation. If you had Brashard Perriman back, him as well. He's a speedster. Scotty Miller can run. This is a a receiver rich draft. I would not be surprised if the Bucks didn't wind up with another one somewhere. Um, there's the people have been talking about as many as twenty four could go in the first three rounds, which is amazing. So I I think that you know he has everything he needs on the offensive side of the ball and a defense that's improving. As far fetched as it seems, because we can't have nice things, Steve. This is still, you know, and there have been people in Boston writing about. Eh, there's a dark horse team. There's another team. No, don't don't. You know, don't think it's just L.A. and, you know, Oakland and, um, you know, Tennessee. Like well, the only other team that I know of, and it could be a Dallas or there could be something like that, but the only one I know of is Tampa Bay. And and I will tell you right now, they have done the work. on. It's kind of weird, like you sit down and watch tape, like what do you think of Brady? But they've done the work on this guy. And, you know, that's one where you could, you know, Go to the Glazers and say, Look, we love we love Jameis. We've had him for five years. He turns the ball over. We're gonna lose him. But how would you feel about Tom Brady? And then we draft a guy somewhere in the third or fourth round that plays in two years, you know? Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Can we do it? Well, we're gonna try. You know? After that, it's anyone's guess. You know, I didn't think Phillip Rivers was really somebody that they would have a huge interest in, but then again, we know he's available. If you got the Phillip Rivers from two years ago, you'd have a guy you'd be very, very happy with, you know, because mm-hmm. he didn't throw 22 interceptions. He threw like 35 touchdowns or whatever. But, you know, if you get the Philip Rivers from last year, not so good. Now, he, he's not mobile. The arm strength isn't what it once was. But, you know, damn it, he's a really um, future Hall of Fame quarterback that is 38 years old, not, not 41 42. And you know, still wants to play a couple of really good years on a really good football team, and I think I I would kind of be surprised if he's not somewhere next year starting. It could be Indianapolis, it could be a lot of different places. But the Bucks are doing their work on yeah. Phillip Rivers, and I, well, I think
0: and, I think he'll be starting if he wants to play. I don't know he's going to get twenty six, twenty eight
1: million, and that's going to be the key. And so that's does he want to play
0: for 15, 20 that's million? That's right.
1: I mean, he What's may just say, uh,
0: "I've made enough. I'm good."
1: That's the that's the key, you know. That but, is, but, the I key. mean,
0: he'll play if he's if he's willing to play for market rate. I don't know. It's twenty six, twenty eight million.
1: That's right. That's exactly. I mean, right. that's franchise
0: I, quarterback tag numbers. I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if anyone's going to pay Phillip Rivers that.
1: That's right. They would pay Tom Brady that, uh, but the, that's the but, only way but, you get Brady. But that's the only way you get him, and and Brady is one year removed from winning a Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, and. It, And I and I do I do believe that the whole you know trying to win in the NFC or the AFC West is not going to be easy if you go to LA or you go to um, to Oak or to the Raiders in Las Vegas you got to go through Pat Mahomes and that monster. And I was thinking
0: about this over the weekend. And if you're one one downside you could say for the Bucks is the NFC was
1: stacked this year. It was. You had to win like 12 or 13 games. There was five
0: really good teams in the NFC. Then you had the, you know, Mm -hmm. the NFC East champs. Mm -hmm. That the AFC is a weaker conference. Does he want to stay in the AFC for that reason?
1: Well, except that that division, like, I mean, Tennessee makes sense. That's where Tennessee or
0: Indianapolis makes the most sense.
1: Right. That's right. That's right. Because that division seems easier. But if you go out West and you're going to play for Kansas City, you're going to play for the Las Vegas uh, Raiders. You, you're—I mm-hmm. mean, not Kansas. City, you're going to play for uh, the Chargers or the Las Vegas Raiders. You're having to go through Andy Reid and those guys, and that's a dominant football team. Doesn't mean they're going to repeat. Doesn't mean, but—but but if you don't win the division, you're looking at three to get the Super Bowl. Three games on the road as a wild card, most mm-hmm. likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a much—and and Brady, if I'm not mistaken, that the Patriots, when they have gone to the, or won the Super Bowl at least, when they won it have always hosted the AFC championship game. I don't think he's won a Super Bowl that they didn't yeah. host it.
0: Well and don't forget next year there may only be one team with a bye. That's correct. You may need the top record to get a bye that's next correct.
1: year. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah you know, because which, if they expand the playoffs with a new C B A.
0: Right. If they go to seven teams in each conference, you mm-hmm. may need to you may need to be the top record in your conference
1: to get a bye. To get a day off, yeah, to get a week off. And that that's going to be tough in that division. But you're right in terms of tennessee's division maybe tampa bay's i mean look i it's clear that look at the people that carolina have lost i mean they've they've lost yeah. every front line player even if cam comes back what kind of cam newton he's going to be matt rule is, is you know he's there for a while um they're looking to build this thing back up atlanta i don't have a ton of faith in atlanta i just mm. don't i don't either um I, you know they've had injuries but but you know Matt Ryan's getting older. They've got those receivers. It, they just don't seem to be able to put it together. Rich McKay is going to do more now on the football side. Dimitrov is still there. They haven't had, you know, very good drafts of late, and they've had some injured players. So I still think the division is kind of up for grabs. And, and you know, breeze is breeze. I mean, every year you say this has got to be his last year. He's got to be falling off. Um, you know, he, he missed a bunch of games. A year ago, I think in a weird way, it kind of helped him from an arm standpoint. He wasn't able to throw for a while. But then when he got back, he was really, really good and was good at the end of the year. So, you know, with Sean Payton calling plays, they're going to be favored again. But you can win this division um, and would have to probably in the NFC because, to your point, boy, last year everybody won a ton of games. And, you know, when you look at the Central or uh, you name it. But
0: When you look at Seattle was a wild card team. Yeah. Yeah. you know they, how Minnesota was a wild card team. Those were mm-hmm. two really good teams last year.
1: They were, they were really good, and they won a lot of games. I mean, so the last weekend, Seattle different. had a
0: shot to be the number one seed in the NFC going into last weekend.
1: Oh, yeah, they it ended they up being they a failed wild to card. do that yeah. by a half a yard. If you recall, the tackle that was made in that game, um, you know, was just just a half yard shy or so. And otherwise, uh, Greenlaw made that tackle. Otherwise, it would have flipped that. You know, the Seattle Seahawks would have been the one seed in, in the NFC. I just think that you know, and and people, it's funny, you know. I I try to stay off Twitter as much as I can, except when I have to use it. And man, it, this is still one of the most polarizing. And and he was when they when they drafted Jameis Winston for all a lot of reasons off the field, but he continues to be one of the most polarizing players. You're either all Jameis or all not Jameis, and. It doesn't seem to be, and and this is the vocal minority. I understand there's thousands and thousands of fans out there that don't weigh in, uh, and probably aren't as you know prone to, um, you know, to, to fandom as this these people are. But it, it's really something that um, you know everybody has a you know well, his own, falls on one side of this or the other.
0: Well, he's you know he went to Florida State, so he's in a state mm-hmm. school. So, you know, a lot of people here followed him in college, whether, Mm -hmm. whether rooting for him or against him because they either liked Florida State or didn't. He had his personal problems, issues, and, and that even carried on to, we know of to his, you know, after his first season in the NFL, with the Uber issue in Arizona, Mm -hmm. there's no questioning his talent. No. Uh, You know, he is one of the most gifted quarterbacks talent wise we've seen in a long time. I mean, there's others up there, but. He, he's got all the skills for that, but he hasn't lived up to it at the NFL level for whatever reasons, and some of it his own. Mm-hmm. Some of it the t- team around him wasn't always that good either. I mean that's what happens right. when you're drafted number one overall. You're going to a team that wasn't very good. They won two games the year he was drafted in. And so it, it, everyone's got an opinion for, for a myriad of reasons, mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's you think you know, and, and we talked about this last week. Part of the Glazers' issues could be we're afraid he's going to go somewhere else and win a Super Bowl.
1: I know it is it's, one it's, of it's that issues.
0: it's that fear of what if we let him go and another quarterback that leaves the Bucks wins a Super Bowl
1: that's and there's absolutely. a laundry list of
0: them in the past. Mm-hmm. That you know no, that's there, real. There's so many angles to this of whether you love or hate him that it, it, it's hard for anybody not to. You know, I, I guess it's good for. You know, football, you know, the biggest thing you don't want is apathy, and there's not apathy about Jameis.
1: No, but but I do think that they'll um, – you know, it's funny. Usually, te- usually fans root for the name on the front of the uniform, not the back, mm-hmm. right? And I think that'll happen again. But if it's not the right quarterback that comes in here, <laughs> um, it's going to be interesting. He may have to win some fans back, you know, because th- there's going to be a lot of people that uh, – pun intended jump ship if Jameis goes and that's just the way it's going to be now what's going to be interesting for me we've done this exercise I won't go over it again it's just to see what's the market for Jameis Winston in other words he's got pedigree he's got amazing talent he's his ceiling is is as high as it can be but the floor is really really low so you know is there a team out there that says yep you're our starter here you go three years 98 million whatever um you know or is he gonna find that, you know what? I've gone into free agency and I could maybe start for a wobbly, you know, back up a wobbly starter and, and you know, like Tannehill did a year ago, or maybe I can be a bridge quarterback to a rookie. But there really isn't a job where people are just gonna say, Yeah, you're our guy, and here it is, and here's the big money for two or three years. And if that's the case and the Bucks don't like what's out there ultimately, I still see a path for him back. I don't think that that court has been cut, even if he goes into free agency. I think it's close to being cut. But if we get to this Thursday, and between now and Thursday, you see stories written that says Shaq Barrett is a franchise player, no tag for Jameis Winston, he's going to be a free agent. Don't just assume he's gone, because I have seen this play out before. And not at the quarterback position. I certainly saw it with the running back position in Doug Martin. Um, where, you know, they wanted Doug Martin back. They couldn't agree on his value. He went out to free agency. He proved his value, got an offer from Oakland. And not that every quarterback or every player will shop it back to their home team, um, but it is a way of, of sort of settling disputes. And well,
0: the question is, would Jameis come back? I mean, once I he gets free agency, he does not have to.
1: Yeah, I don't know. and And there is a lot of pride. And, you know, pride is a strong thing in the NFL. And... We've seen this, we saw it last year with Gerald McCoy. I mean, I do think that there was probably a price tag. I don't know what it would have been. Ultimately, I think that Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles decided that, you know, Gerald wasn't either a good fit or didn't have enough left, um, you know, to want him to be there starting, you know, uh, inside defensive tackle. But uh, from Gerald's standpoint, once they – you know weren't going to pay him the 13 million he was under contract for his whole demeanor changed it was basically hey if you know if i have to take less money i'm taking it someplace else i'm not taking less money and going back to tampa and that's what you have with a lot of these guys their pride gets hurt they feel like you don't want them and it's like anything else you know in 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 business in life in relationships you want to go where you're wanted you want to go where you feel the most love and I think that, you know, if Jameis makes it to free agency, even though they may have great dialogue and everything may be, you know, cool internally, we don't know, I still think that he'll want to go. If somebody, you know, says, hey, man, it's less money, but we really want you, all things being equal, I think he probably moves on, unless it's just not a starting job up there. And that might be what the Bucks are counting on. The Bucks may have done their calculus and said, look, I don't see a place where he's going to walk in as a starter day one. He's either going to have to compete, um, you know, or there's going to be a rookie that they just draft, or there's going to be a guy that's already starting that might be a little wobbly. But for him to get the kind of money that he's thinks he's going to, he's worth. Um, that's not happening here, and it might not happen anywhere. And if it doesn't, maybe he comes back to us at a reasonable price. So I'm not ruling Jameis out. So whatever story I write about the franchise tags or the transitions tags this week. Don't think it's going to exclude Jameis for the future. It, it may come damn close to it, but um, we won't know any of that until we get to the 16th, 17th, and 18th of March when other teams start talking to him. And it could happen quickly. I, I still remember, you know, it seems like every year now, it used to be the first day of the league year. Now it's the first day of tampering where Adam Schefter will go on there and start rattling off 10 or 12 deals that are done majestically and magically, within the first five minutes of the tampering period, gee, how that happened? How did they get this enormous deal together so quickly? But um, you'll see them, and you know maybe Winston will be one of those guys. But if the days wear on and he doesn't have a deal, then maybe maybe that's indicative of uh, you know of of a market settling for him and and other quarterbacks being in front of him. And I still think that you know obviously guys like Brady, um, people got to find out about Tannehill. If you're Tennessee, there's just there's too many dominoes before you get to Winston. But Winston is other than Brady. Winston has been the most talked about quarterback through this whole process. You know, I was watching Mike Greenberg on Get Up, who suddenly is like, you know, a big Winston guy. And and then, you know, other people kind of tear Jameis down. Um, That is not my intent. It's never been my intent, although people accuse me of it. Um, I I think he's an enormously talented guy. I just don't know that it's going to work here. And that's going to be what Bruce Arians has to decide. You know, will a second year in my system, like we saw with Carson Palmer, reduce his interceptions to a level where he can be just as successful throwing the football, um, but not have the turnovers, not have the 112 points that cost us games. And if he believes that, then he's already got a pretty good quarterback, you know, right there to work with. So, it's, it's going to be an interesting week. Um, I can't wait till Thursday, maybe even before we'll find out a few things, but um, this is the week, and then, of course, it will roll into next week as well, especially on the 16th, the first day of legal tampering, and then the 18th at 4 p.m., and all of that will be affected by whether or not the players' union um, rejects or accepts this new CBA deal and, and I think they're going to accept it because I think what will happen is, even though there's been people like Richard Sherman and some others speak out against it, say they're going to vote no, um, what they're going to find is that it's a democracy. And um, the rank and file of the NFL are players that don't always make it to three, four, five years you know, and get the big money. There's an awful lot of players who are just you know, trying to make as much as they can and get their foot in the door in the league right now. And so because of that, I think they'll probably drive the vote for the CBA to pass because there's just a ton of money in this thing, a ton of increases in salary, a ton of uh, increases in practice squad rosters, regular rosters, and a 17th game, which will pay a minimum of $250,000 per player. You know, that's not a lot if you're a guy that's actually a, a, a pay cut, if you're a guy that makes several million dollars a game, but for the most part... Most of your NFL doesn't live in that neighborhood, so I think this thing gets passed, and then you know everything will sort of sort of fall after that. But um, but I'm I'm interested to see how this all goes this week. It'll really be something to watch. So keep it on com and we'll try to uh, keep you guys updated about the latest on Jameis Winston and the Bucks and Shaq Barrett, for that matter. Which I I know he's not leaving Tampa, but whether he gets a new deal, it's possible the Bucks announce a new deal for him before they have to use the franchise tag on them on Thursday. So that could happen sometime this week as well.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place with LinkedIn. You can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Well, all right. So Steve, I sat down to watch this Boston Bruins game because I really wanted to see how the lightning would react having to play up there at TD garden. Of course they lost uh, at Emily just a few days earlier to the Bruins best team in the NHL. Um, not going to probably catch them for first, but a team that they hope to see, you know, uh, later on in the playoffs. And man, uh, was it like Saturday night at the fights or something? Was it like a, I, I, I've I know never seen I know Fox
0: like got uh, WWE this year and they've made a big promotional pitch, but I thought SmackDown was on Friday nights, not Saturday, <laughs> right? When I turned <laughs> I on the television,
1: you. it was incredible, man. This was this set hockey back about ten years. Remember back in the day when when fighting was all the rage, and then they tried to take it out of the NHL. Mm-hmm. The thing I noticed was, you know, that that right away, um, it was almost. And, and you talked a little bit of this before the podcast. I agree with you, but like Barkley Goodrow, who they you know they brought in here. I mean, it was almost like, hey, we're going to show you that we got some big guys too, and just put this in the back of your minds. If we ever see you again, we're not getting pushed around.
0: I completely agree, and uh, and Boston was happy to oblige in that. Um, it's yeah, not. It's were. not often you see line brawls anymore. No, and that happened a couple times in this game. I mean, the only thing missing was Tukarask and Andre Vasilevsky going at it, which thank they goodness would, they yeah. they didn't, because you don't want Vazzy getting hurt. No, but uh, you know that's that was the only thing missing in this game. As far I mean, you, you saw at least two line brawls where five on five people are looking for someone, and it's it's mm-hmm. let's go. I mean that that doesn't happen in hockey anymore. To two extremely talented teams. I mean, right. maybe the best two teams in hockey.
1: You made the best point, though, when we were discussing this, is that, and, and I said it in real time, and I don't watch nearly as much hockey as you do, obviously, but when Brayden Point got tackled <laughs> to the ice in front of the official and they did nothing, mm-hmm. and and I thought the light and I'm not trying to be a homer here, believe me, um, I thought the Lightning got hosed. I thought they didn't get any calls, right? And when that happened, you made the point, and it's true, the, they, the, the, the officials completely lost control of that game.
0: When you don't call penalties, that means players will go further. Oh, mm-hmm. I can knock him down and then hold his head on the ice? Mm-hmm. Okay, let me go do something mm-hmm. else next. Mm-hmm. Is when officials don't call penalties, and in particular, when they don't give power plays when it's warranted, when someone's a clear instigator of something, and yet you just even up the penalties so that just go on as normal, that you lose control of a game, and it becomes a, it becomes a street fight instead of a hockey game. Yep. And, you know, look, fighting's a part of hockey. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but there are times it's warranted, et cetera, et cetera. But right. what happens Saturday night, that's not that's not what I want to see when I turn in a hockey game. And, mm. and, and you know, maybe there's some old school some hockey fans won't like that, but this is two of the most skilled hockey teams in, ho- in, in hockey. These are the, probably the two best teams in hockey this year again right. they probably right. were last year too I, they play great hockey both sides that's what i want to that's what i want to see in these games and and granted once it gets started down that road you can't back down i mean no. you know this was all about a message for the second round of the playoffs which they're expected to meet in I agree and and that's, that's what this game was all about because boston's going to win the division tampa bay's going to finish second in the division and they're set up for a, a, a second round match, assuming they both win their first round matchups. Mm-hmm. And this was all about we're setting the tone now for a month from now. And so, w- but once it starts, you can't back down. And and neither side did. And you know, it's good to see the lightning. I mean, you saw Alex Kalorn go after you know Zedano Chara, <laughs> and you know That's it wasn't a, a real serious, but it was Chara push Kucherov after the whistle. Yeah, and you can't let him push your your star player around. And so Kalorn came, and you know. Corn wasn't going to do anything, and Chara knew that too. But Chara, okay, you know, it, you take note of it, and okay, you know, you're going to stand up for your guy, and it's, it's all about sending a mental message for the future. But man, that was well, crazy.
1: I mean, Goodrow, Goodrow got like he had six minutes of penalties in like the first thirteen, right? He just came out and said, "I'm going to," you know, he was in the box too much. I think you can do too much of that, and, and if you did it in the playoffs, it would cost you a game. You know, that's the thing. Are these teams actually going to go at it like this? In the postseason, now there'll be physical play, but you also got to ask yourself, you know, if uh, you know Julian Breswa, if, if him bringing in, you know, the bigger bodies, um, the guys that will provide a little protection um, for Kucherev or Stamkos when he gets back or whatnot, if that isn't totally by design, that he felt mm-hmm. they were missing that in years past, and you know, Eiserman for whatever reason kind of stood pat last year. And that was not the case this year. And you're seeing it immediately. And, and and it's just, I guess it was a reminder that, you know, we're not that same team that we were in the playoffs a year ago.
0: Well, and, and look, you've heard other teams talk all year, particularly when the Lightning were on that stretch that, you know, won 23 games out of 26. That other team said that's not the same Lightning team from last year. Right, they, they play right. a different style. They're playing more defensive, more responsible. Mm-hmm. They're more physical, not necessarily fighting, but physical. Then you add Zach Bogosian. You sign him. You trade for Barkley Goodrow. You trade for mm-hmm. Blake, uh, Blake Coleman. These are three guys that bring some grit, some sandpaper, and Bogosian yeah. can bring some serious thump. Yeah. Yes, that's 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 exactly game. that's that's exactly the purpose for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's and and I think they went in that Boston game, and, and you know I, you can sit there and blame the officials too. But I think the Lightning went in going, we're making a statement tonight. Win or lose, yep. whatever happens, we're making a statement. We're we're going to complete every check. We're going to hit. We're going to hit and hit, including off taking a bad penalty, in the right. third, which led to the game becoming a, a one goal game again. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's exactly why they the pat maroon signing. That was part of that too. I mean, you know, that's they, right. they wanted more thump, some grizzle, some sandpaper, mm-hmm. and, and some veteran presence there. Um, that's exactly mm-hmm. what the Lightning. You know, people complained what two years ago when they lost to Washington in the the Eastern Conference Finals that they got out physical. I, they probably could have used some more guys like Maroon and Goodrow and, and Bogosian on their team. Although I thought they handled the physicality okay. They just stopped scoring.
1: Yeah, I mean they were up. What three, three, two in that series, right,
0: yeah. but Columbus last year took it to them physically too mm-hmm. um, and and you know the, look, we all know in the playoffs they swallow the whistles the officials do,, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a lot more physical you're not going to get the penalties, so you might as well do some of the physicality yourself and inflict it on the other team too
1: yeah, I mean it it, it was i'll say this it was entertaining, i don't know that I want to watch that every night, but it was certainly an entertaining game, especially with those two, and you can imagine what they're going to be. If they face off in the second round of, of the playoffs now it probably cost them maybe a point the next night in Detroit or the next afternoon because that game they they didn't land apparently in Detroit until like 2 a.m and then they had a 5 pm game with losing an extra hour because of the clock springing ahead. Mm-hmm. so that was a that, brutal
0: back to. That's almost one. If Detroit wasn't as bad as they have been this year, you would have almost penciled that in as a loss as a scheduled loss. there There are certain sure. games you look at the schedule. And you just say that's a scheduled loss mm-hmm. for lots of reasons. Back to backs and the travel and the this and you know, there's lots of reasons for it. The early game after a back to back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That's one that you know maybe you gave the the exception to it because Detroit hasn't been they're the worst team in the NHL this year, right? Uh, and the Lightning managed to get a point out of it without Victor Hedman. Uh, you know, Vic, That was the other part about the Boston game is you know they won that game five three. And Victor no Hedman didn't ghost. play no the second, Hedman. Played, Hedman yeah. didn't play the last two periods. They were five defensemen, including Chernak, off for a ten-minute misconduct at one point. <laughs>
1: that's right.
0: So you had four. You know, for ten minutes, you had four defensemen out there, and you didn't By not way, no McDonough, no Hedman, no Chernak, and no Ruda.
1: How can a guy leave the bench, and then you get the extra penalty?
0: That that's where I. That's probably where the game went off the rails the most. Is how the Lightning ended up with a. a, a a penalty kill situation after that first line brawl. Where, you know, and I, you know, maybe there was something else that went on that, you know, TV didn't catch. You don't know. But wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's.
1: Yeah, that, that, that was blatant. That was like,
0: everyone's going, what the? How'd that happen?
1: hmm. Yeah. Cooper lost his mind. But it was an entertaining game. I, I I enjoyed the Detroit game. I mean, they were down four two at one point. They came back, tied it up four four. They got a point out of it. Obviously, yeah. it came down to a shootout. And... Didn't
0: think they played well in the first period. No. Uh, thought they played well the last two periods. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave up a couple rushes, and, and Detroit ended up with a couple goals. But right. Um, I didn't think I didn't think they played bad, considering you know, like you said, they they land and twelve hours later, thirteen hours later, they're they're playing a, a game you know that's yeah. not the nhl players you know why why they the nhl allowed a five o'clock start on a back-to-back that's after terrible. daylight savings time it makes no sense to me but <laughs> i think it was you know it may have been the same guys making the schedule for the bucks being on the road for seven straight weeks
1: i guess man we can't have nice things in tampa they just no one, <laughs> no one gives them any respect i don't know why it's just this is the way it is um they've got one more game on the road now right and then they return home against a really good yeah. philadelphia flyers team. well
0: toronto tomorrow night and that's you know, mm-hmm. most likely a first-round playoff matchup. That's right. The Lightning and, and Maple Leaf. So, mm-hmm. and then they get the Flyers at home on Thursday night, who's in second place in the Metro Division. So,
1: Yeah. Well, entertaining weekend for the Tampa Bay Lightning for sure. and Their road trip, trip will continue in Toronto. But
0: Ryan McDonough came back Sunday night, so that's some good news for the Lightning. Headman's out day-to-day with a lower body injury, but Ryan McDonough made his return. Jan Ruda, they're hoping makes the trip to Western Canada, not this week, but mm-hmm. next week. So that's some good news on the injury front.
1: All right, so busy week, as we said, of course, on Thursday is the first day or the deadline for using transition or franchise player tags, so we'll know about guys like Shaq Barrett, and it'll be Jameis, 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 of course, all week long. Follow that on TampaBay.com. We'll probably talk to Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute this week as well. And also the St. Pete Grand Prix is this week. We'll have Matt Baker, uh, who had a chance to sit down with Graham Rahal. We'll play that interview for you this week. So, lots coming up on Sports Day Tampa Bay. We're here every Monday through Friday. We appreciate you guys listening to us. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.